Kyle, I think you said it best when you tweeted from the Locked On Canucks account. When you said Elias is Swedish for blank check. This guy's going to get paid, but how much is he going to get paid? We're going to tell you next. It's Bagsy and it's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Go visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day or at least three days a week right now, okay? Summertime mode, okay? Hey, make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, Kyle, this is the first time that you and I have recorded since I turned 30 years old. I did not get a new computer for my birthday uh, because, you know, I'm not making Elias Pedersen money here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully for, uh, you know, the future Locked On Canucks, I can upgrade the equipment. We'd get over these Wi-Fi issues, but hey, we're still here. We're still going to talk about Elias Pedersen, that new contract. But first and foremost, someone who will probably never make as much money as Elias Pedersen, and that is Kyle Bowen. Well, no, better? no, no. That's not true, man. That's not true. You know, I, I still have a lot of faith in myself that, you know, my podcast network is going to, you know, garner me, you know, $30 million a month. So do the math. Bold. Do the math. Bold. You can't play hockey forever, but I can talk beep forever, okay? I almost, I almost put out the S word, but Jay was just going in on the comments, and a father was going in on the comments as well. Speaking of the comments, we'll get to Comic Corner at the end of the show. Happy birthday, Trevor, okay? He, 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 you just heard it. Breaking news. This guy is going to get a new router, right? So we can go back to 10, 1080p when he's at the office. That's, that's breaking news, okay? We need to do these things in anticipation for... The start of our careers, okay? Because whatever we've been doing now with Locked On Canucks since March, I feel as if it's been a long off season, right? And we're warming up to whatever October is going to bring for us, the program, and the listeners. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, Locked On Canucks, and today we're talking about Pedersen, man. Pedersen, that contract. I'm excited to play this game. I'm excited to see the math that you've done, uh, the comparisons that you've done, because we're going to guess Elias Patterson's next contract. Now, leave a comment below because you can guess as well. And if you get it right, if you get the exact dollar amount right, I will send you a T-shirt. Boom. Boom. Wow. You heard it here first. Uh, you know, coming from a guy who's about to make $30 million a month, so it's all good. You can send out a few T-shirts, buddy. It's all a good. <laughs> a car, right? Like a Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, so send let, let, we'll send you a T-shirt, okay? Oh, For real. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. We'll get it going. We go. We'll get it going. Um, speaking of t-shirts, you wore a great shirt today, you know, audio only listeners, you missed out on Kyle. It's like almost like a black and white kind of, it looks almost like it could be like a fancy rug, you know? It's a bandana or, or a good bandana. Uh, Come on, man. Trevor okay, Beck, stop right. talking about fashion, man. Talk about Pedersen. All right. All right. Contract. Yeah. Okay. Eight, okay. Eight years. How, how many millions? Uh, are we talking about a hundred million dollars? I don't think it's quite going to hit a hundred million. <laughs> so that would be the Connor McDavid special, right? He'd have to make 12 and a half million per season to hit uh, over eight years to hit the uh, $100 million mark. So I don't think he's quite there. Um, but I want to bring up, you know, wh- who I think is probably the best comparable right now to Elias Pettersson in terms of value. 
Um, a guy who recently signed a big contract, and that's David Pasternak. Okay, David Pasternak, the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, he's two years older than Pedersen, but he signed that eight-year, eleven point two five million dollar deal uh, back in the spring. Okay, so you know, big part of Boston's future. And you know, shout out to the Athletic and their player cards. I'm gonna bring up Petey's player card right now. Okay, look at this beautiful dude. Okay, number Whoa. forty for your Vancouver Canucks. You know, make it seven point three five million right now. His market value is fourteen point nine million, according wow. to the Athletics model. So it's a surplus value of seven point five million. That's 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 some nice surplus value right there. Kyle, you want to guess who else has a market value of fourteen point nine million, according to the Athletic? Wow! It, like, okay, can you give me the conference or something at least, man? <laughs> it's yeah, it's the Eastern Conference. <laughs> okay, there you go. I don't know that. Damn, bro. Austin Matthews? No, it's the guy I just mentioned, David Pashenak, buddy. Oh. He has the exact same market value according okay. to the Athletics model as Elias Pettersson. So I know I know Pashenak's a winger, um, but I, I would say that that's a really, really strong comparable for what Pettersson's next deal could be, okay? So, you know, I think one thing to consider is, you know, Pashenak signed that deal before there was an announcement of how much the cap might go up next season. So, you know, here's, here's some rough math for you, okay, Kyle? You know, so right now the ca- uh, cap's projected to go up uh, you know, from 83.5 million next season to 87.5 million in 2024-25. That's okay. a 4.7% increase. Um, if you know Patterson were to sign the exact same deal as Pashnak, but we're projecting a 4.7% increase, that's basically five hundred thousand dollars more per season. So an eleven point seven five million dollar deal. A uh, couple of things to consider. Patterson's younger, Patterson's a center. Um so Patterson's some- better. You think Pedersen's better than Pashnak, eh? I know goals. Okay, goals. I think that might be some West Coast bias. I'm I'm here for it, but I think that might be some West Coast bias there. A little bit of a West Coast bias, but Pedersen's a little bit a lot younger too. You know, he, like for real, do the math. It matters. You play center and look at this. Okay, Cam Robinson doing the doing the math for us. Okay, look at this. Last last season, Pedersen was the first player in NHL history to record 100 points, three OT winners. And five shorthanded goals. Prime Pedersen is fun. He also got some selkie votes, and he's going to get better and better, and be be used more. And I, I don't know. I, I I know there's some West Coast bias there. Pasternak does score a lot of goals, and he's proven to do it even in like the playoffs and whatnot. And he, he's just a great player, really really good player. But I think Prime Pedersen is way more important than Prime David Pasternak. That's mm-hmm. just the truth. Yeah, and honestly, like you know, based on aging curves, there's a lot of research out there that suggests you know peak players right now or it's not like 27 28 29 30 it's kind of like 22 to 26 right mm-hmm. so Pasternak is by that model towards the end of his prime I, mean, still Dude, I hate that I hate player. that stuff though man come on okay Begsy that's and, that's, and some, that's what the fancy stats say buddy some, I'm just I'm just the bearer of bad news and some of the listeners on the show too because I think we all fall under the bracket I think we need to stop putting that stuff out there because of our ages like you just turned 30 so you best believe the prime years of our lives are our professional excellence is now slash endless. Okay. And again, Pasternak, I feel like this guy has like five, six, seven more years of being again, one of the best goal scorers in the game. I just feel as if Pedersen does a little bit of everything. I'm not going to go out and say this guy is Patrice Bergeron down the middle, uh, Patrice Bergeron as a two-way center. No, I'm not going to say that nobody's going to be like that, but he's damn good. He's damn good, and I want to see that in the playoffs, and I want to see that at 24 minutes a game, and I want to see that 
uh, all while, you know, this guy's putting up 100 points. Like, there's not a lot of players like Pedersen. There isn't. He's no. like he's on the verge of becoming an outlier. Like Pedersen's going to be really, really good defensively. Again, not as good as number thirty-seven. Maybe not as good as Datsuk, but both those guys are not going to. Like I don't even think Bergeron has Bergeron ever had a hundred point season. I think he has. I think he has, and may, maybe Datsuk as well. But I think Pedersen just has that alien-like ability to as to as well put up a bunch of points every single year. Uh, we're talking about a guy that just put up a hundred points. We're talking about a guy that. Even last season, prior to, in the year before, this guy hits crossbar after crossbar after crossbar. You know what I'm saying? This guy just a point machine. Uh, we're about to see it. And as far as uh, the market value, like or whatever the athletic is saying or whatever the charts are saying, $14.5 million. Dude, the cap is going up, and I think this is the opportunity to do right by Elias Pedersen and pay him as much as he needs to get paid, for real. Well, we might see. I know you're, you're like, oh, uh, that $100 million contract's not going to happen. Uh, that's like Connor McDavid territory. Yo, Connor McDavid signed that contract years ago. Years ago. And things are changing. So I would not actually be surprised if Pedersen did sign like an eight-year deal worth like 12 and a half, 13 million dollars a year. Give it to him. I, I think if you're the Canucks, you, you gotta do what you can and try to keep it under that number. I, I mean, I I get it. He's one of the best players in hockey. He's gonna make his money. But even if he gets the David Passionat contract, he's gonna be one of the highest players in the NHL. He's gonna blow it out of the water for you know being the highest paid Canuck of all time. Um, so so <laughs> who, who for is me, the here, highest paid Canuck? What I'm, what's that? Sorry, sorry, I keep cutting you off. Sorry, it's the summer. Okay, we're having fun. Who who's the highest Canuck? Uh, like, what's the most expensive contract in Canucks history? Ooh, oh, oh, oh. Okay, this sounds like it's time for Trevor's trivia starts now. And okay, okay, okay. Okay, all right. So 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 let's do it this way. Uh, I'll, I'll ask a few questions, and this is courtesy to my coworker Rob at Daily Hive. Did this a couple seasons ago. Um, the highest cap hit for one year in terms of just dollars. Do you want to guess it, Kyle? Matt Sundin. Uh, so that's, uh, I'll give that to you. So that was the biggest in terms of uh, the largest pro-rated contract in Canucks history. Because uh, right. it was 5.625 million for half a season or 11 million a season. Um, in terms of just like a one-year cap hit, I'll give you one more guess. It's obviously pretty recent because of, you know, JT inflation. Mike. I don't know. Damn, JT Miller. Uh, uh, JT Miller will set the record next season at eight million bucks. There you go. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here, you, you, you want to? Here, I got. I got a couple more from Rob. Okay. okay. You know, a little, little more Trevor's trivia quickly. Um, which uh, which player took up the highest cap percentage? Um, and again, we're thinking Cap Barry here, so 2003, 2004 onwards. Uh, which Canucks contract took up the most percentage of the cap with one contract? Um, it's got to be like, so when the lockout ended, the ca- what was the side cap at like a thirty-eight million dollars? So what was it, Marcus Nasland? Hey, there you go, there you go. Come on, man. Philip, Philip, how no, doesn't know anything? Yo, suck on that. Yeah, that was uh, I'm I'm proud of you, buddy. So yeah, Nasland in two thousand five, two thousand six. His $6 million salary ate up 15.38% uh, of the Canucks salary cap, which was $39 million at the time. So I'm going to wow. end it there, Kyle. So good on you. A little, little contract trivia. You did pretty well. Thank you. Um, let's, let's wrap up and get to break. But, you know, okay. my prediction for Pedersen's next contract, eight years, $11.5 million. Again, I'm hoping the Canucks can maybe get – it almost feels weird to say it's a bit of a discount. But, you know, I think, like you said, Kyle, this guy has a case for $12 million plus. I think if the Canucks can get them in that 11 and a half on an eight year deal, they'd be, uh, you know, they'd be, it'd be a big win. And obviously 
Again, Pedersen will be making 92 million US dollars um, wow. over the life of his that eight year contract. So eight years, 11 and a half million. Okay. That's my prediction for at okay. least Pedersen's next contract. Okay. So, Trevor, uh, I can see that happening mid season, sometime during the season. I think if the Canucks, though, are negotiating that deal in late August, like we heard uh, his agent say, you know, they'll, they'll get back to the table, have a barbecue, cook a couple ribs up, you know, who, who knows, you know, talk contract. I think if Pedersen signs a deal this offseason without the proof of concept, which is don't worry, don't worry, Pedersen, don't worry, Elias, we're going to start winning games, okay? You're going to start competing in hockey games that matter. We're going to fill that void in your life. Don't worry, don't worry. With that, without that being proven, I think you're going to have to pay this guy more to keep him and not run the risk of this guy entering. I know he's an RFA, but we're seeing it. We're seeing it, man. Like disgruntled players, players that want out, uh, blah, 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 the Canadian market, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know if they want to run that risk and they might have to pay a premium before the season to get him signed. And as well, and uh, this has to be noted as well, because it's recent history. They did this guy so dirty and, and they did the whole organization dirty. For real, they could have cleaned this up years ago, but Benning had to sign Jake for Tannen. He had to sign Tanner Pearson a month before the season ended. You know what I'm saying? He had to use his money elsewhere, and that just blew up in their face. It didn't result in wins, which could have, you know, reduced the cost of this Patterson contract. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I don't think Patterson is that impressed. I don't think Patterson is that impressed, and he's not, like, fully satisfied slash knowing that this is a, a guarantee that the Canucks are turning this thing around. And I think the one way that they can reduce the cap hit is, again, proof of concept and success on the ice. And I don't I don't know, like Ian Cole, Carson Soucy, like there's just a lot to prove before uh, Patterson believes in this team. Anyways, Locked on Canucks, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowne, let us know in the comments below what do you think Patterson will sign for. Uh, let's get to break. Beggsy, who, who are we shouting out? Oh man, there's so many, so many things I could have uh, followed up with there, but uh, you know, great ramble, Kyle. And I, again, you're now you're sounding like the dark guy on the show. You call me the dark guy. That, you went down a dark ramble. Oh, well, Trevor, there. what are you saying there, man? You're not allowed to say that, bro. It's 2023. Oh, come you call on. me the dark guy on the show. Come, come on, on bro. you know what I meant. Jesus. Okay, we got we got to cut the break here before things uh, go off the rails. Uh, so I got to tell you, take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get ten times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Hey, uh, you know, maybe it'll be Shohei Otani in a Blue Jays uniform. That's all over the Canadian media right now, but uh, enough about the Blue Jays getting rammed down our throats here up here in Canada. I got to tell you, just get on FanDuel. It's an app that's safe, secure and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked on Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked on Canucks at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay, we back. Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Hey, Pedersen, uh, you know why I also say 
it's okay to break the bank. I know there's strategy behind this, and you got to be efficient with the cap. Uh, this all being said, I, I have faith that the cap will go up a lot over the time of this new Pedersen deal, and the Pedersen deal will even at like $12.5 million, even at 13, it, it might look like a steal in a couple of years because this guy's going to continue to get better. I also think this guy has the ability to be so much more than just a a great hockey player for Vancouver. Like he can really help put the city on the map. He's got the swagger. And that's because he may be one of the faces of the NHL. Vancouver, West Coast, one of the best players. I saw this weird niche stat uh, tweeted out by Big Head Hockey, okay? Everyone younger than Elias Pettersson with more career points than him, and it's nobody. If Vancouver starts winning, Petey can quickly become one of the biggest faces in the league. Now, I know that's a really niche stat. Like, oh, everyone, who, who's younger than Pettersson and who has more points? Nobody. Like, that's not that alarming. But with the with the rise of the youth movement and so many good players, so many good players across the board that are around Pettersson's age, if not younger, just know that, again, this guy is at the top of that class. Like, how old is Patterson again? 24? Yeah, he'll be 20. He'll be 25 in November. Okay, so he turned 25. So just just think about that stat. Nobody from 20 to 24, 21 to 24, 22 to 24, which is probably the right category when comparing stat lines with Patterson, has more points than this guy. And we just saw this guy come up with a 100-point a season on a Vancouver Canucks team that still had him playing with Cal Peterson. And like, you know what I'm saying? I know he played with Kuzmenko, but there's a lot of room to grow there. And that deal that Patterson signs this offseason or maybe this this season, hopefully, could be a steal in a couple of years. Uh, speaking of value, Begsy, you want to talk about it, okay? The best value contracts on the Vancouver Canucks. Let us know what you're thinking about, okay? I mean, this... Uh... I'd love to give you an original answer and talk about someone else, but you know, my best value contract right now is Elias Pettersson. You know, <laughs> I just, I, I'm going to flash the card again. Okay. Uh, and, and these are the fancy stat boys. I'm just piggybacking off of them. But again, we're talking about a guy whose market value, according to the athletic last season was $14.9 million. That's a surplus value of $7.5 million. This guy is, should be making twice the amount of money according to the athletic. Okay. And now I know it's it, there's maximums in terms of NHL salary caps. Like I know McDavid's uh, market value, according to their model, is twenty one and a half million. Uh, <laughs> Austin Matthews is like eighteen point nine million, I think it is. So mm-hmm. um, look, at the end of the day, Patterson's one of the best players in hockey. It's unfortunate that Benning signed him to a three year bridge deal. Like, can you imagine if they locked up Patterson at like eight years, nine million back then? I mean, it would have been a freaking steal. Uh, so that's uh, that's you know so many reasons to be mad at the betting era, but you know at the time I think that was pretty obvious that you know only signing Pedersen to the bridge was a mistake. Um, and like I said, prioritizing other guys, blah blah blah. We already went down that rabbit hole a bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's he's my best value contract on the Canucks right now, and it's I don't know if it's that close. <laughs> I would probably have Quinn Hughes second. Yeah, I know technically before you know before um, uh, or right now, I mean Quinn Hughes at seven point eight five million. Has the highest cap hit of any player in Canucks history. Uh, JT Miller will surpa- surpass that at eight million, but uh, right now it's Quinn Hughes, and he's still, you know, providing massive value. He's one of the oh, best dude. defensemen in the league. Um, and and I'll say kind yeah. of lastly here, uh, I got a couple more points of value, I guess. But you know, Thatcher Demko we had a bad season last year, but if he gets back to like a near Vesna form, that five million dollar contract will be a steal. It just wasn't last season, and you know he's got to prove it again. Um, and the finally the last the last player on my mind is Philip Peronik now. I know he's going to be due for a big raise, but you know you kind of hope he proves it this season because the Canucks are not going to be a playoff team if he doesn't. And 
I believe his market value uh, from that athletic model is around $9 million. Obviously, he's not really a $9 million player, but it kind of highlighted the fact that this guy can put up points and be a good defensive player. So, you know, right now it's Pedersen, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that Hronik has one of the best value contracts next season, getting, uh, getting paid $4.4 million right now. Yeah, man, and I know it's a scary situation when it comes to Hronik because of cap hell and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as the Canucks are going to have some cap space, they're going to have to use all of it, not just on Pedersen, but on Hronik as well. And we got to hope that Hronik is going to get paid a lot because we need this guy to be elite, elite. I think that Quinn Hughes contract is going to look good for a while, for real. Like yeah. we already know it. We already know it. That that was, that was what they should have done with Patterson. Yeah, but they didn't. Hundred percent. They didn't. They chose to be strategic with Quinn Hughes before him, and, and not that like Patterson will hold grudges about that, but he'll remember things like that, and that's why I feel as if there can't be too much strategy slash manipulating with a negotiation with Patterson this time around. Because it already happened. It it happened post that performance he had in the bubble as well. Everyone else was getting paid. Everyone else was getting paid. Everyone else was getting term. But no, we had to sign Jake for Tannen. So I mean, it's important to remember. I I know, you know, Francesco Aquiluni is still around, but, um, you know, different GM, different management regime in charge aside from that, right? So that that's an important thing to remember. And I still remember Alvin going on Sportsnet 650 and saying that he'd have Pedersen over for Swedish meatballs <laughs> to, to help hammer out the new deal. So, you know, Alvin, no, is betting making Swedish meatballs? I don't think so. Betting was probably taking this guy to A&W. Get out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, man. Unbelievable. Dude, man. The, okay, so a couple Given good value burger. deals this season, going into this season. And, the, like... All of this talking about that, you know, you brought up Demko, you brought up Heronic, you brought up Quinn Hughes, you brought up even Patterson's cap hit. It's like, oh my, like Benning tried playing that card. He like, I know he wasn't responsible for the Heronic thing, but he definitely, I think when he was in negotiations with Patterson and that's all he could get out of Patterson and all that stuff, he was doing the math in his head. He's like, you know what though? Within those three years, something's going to happen. Something big's going to happen. There's going to be some team success and everyone will forget about it. And fast forward to... And now, and it's like, holy, like, we didn't get no home playoff games, no hope, you know? Hope is dope. Hope is dope. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> none, none of that. None of that for a city. And it's like, oh, damn, man. bro. All that being said, again, I said it a couple minutes ago. We, we may break the bank for Pedersen. I think in the beginning, like, the first five minutes of this massive deal that will come through his way, there will be some people like, yo, well, how are we going to win? How are we going to win when we're, when we're paying our best guy this much? Look at what's happening with McDavid and the Oilers and spreading out the wealth and blah, blah, blah. Again, that contract is going to be of value down the road, not because he's going to provide what he provide, provided last year, but I do have a feeling that Pedersen still has room, and we've seen the photos, bro. This guy's getting, getting to work. He's going to get better. And what does a better Pedersen look like? Is it 110 points? Is it 115 points? I think so. I think so. Can't wait for that, man. And, uh, you know, you said it. hope is dope. You know what else is dope? Comment corner, okay? Hey. Uh, you know, before we get there again, you know, in the comments, let us know who is, has the best value contract on the Canucks. Let's get to it, man. Comment corner on the other side, baby. Here on Locked On Canucks. All right, all right. You back. We back. Locked On Canucks, Trevor Bags, Kyle Bowen. Your team, every day, sort of, kind of, not really, like Begsy alluded to 20 minutes ago, three days a week. Three days a week up until the start of training camp and whatnot. And yesterday, I used that downtime 
to think more about the future of the show. And I'm, again, excited to implement uh, a lot of this imagination on Locked on Canucks and doing it for the listeners. For real, man. We, we so lucky, man. We so lucky to have people watching the show and commenting on this show. Hey, speaking of the comments, let's do it. Let's run Comment Corner. It's time for Comment Corner. First comment goes to Adam, okay? Heronic was Detroit's best D-man for most of last season. I think people are dramatically underestimating him. Giving up the 17th and 42, 42nd pick were gambles, but it's not an unreasonable amount for a proven true performer. Okay. 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 I think I, I get it. You know, even if you look at the stats and uh, what people said about Heronic's play last season, you know, he was, he was really good. He took a step defensively and he was still able to provide that level of offense. It is still a gamble and a, and a big gamble, not only because of the injury, but because of the fact that this guy's hasn't been winning. He hasn't been winning. We want yeah. winners on this team. So he's got to prove it. He's got a lot to prove. Yeah. I, I really got to push back on the proven true performer. I mean, first and foremost, thanks for, for commenting there. We do always love the comments here. It's make a comment corner, baby. Uh, but Philip Ronick, I mean, you know, this guy was thrust into a top pairing role in Detroit, wasn't ready for it, got absolutely, absolutely shelled at even strength. And it wasn't until last season when they finally pushed him down into a second pairing role and elevated Mort Sider into that first pairing role where Ronick really started to succeed. But again, not playing the toughest matchups, second pairing role. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he was good defensively. He put up points like he was awesome last season, but it was one good season. Okay. He's had one good season as a true, well-rounded top four defenseman. So yeah, he's got a lot to prove. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it coming up here, uh, maybe on, on the next episode here of Locked On Canucks, a good two and a half hour deep dive on Philip Ronick. No, 30 minutes or less. Come on, let's go, Kyle. Uh, Dude, the documentary is coming out. We're finding out (laughs) his favorite meals and all that jazz. And, and, yo, it's all love for Heronic, man. Again, I want this guy getting paid. I want him getting paid a lot because if that's the case, he helped this team win. I feel as if if, if Heronic has a good season and takes strides but the team is still losing, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. For real, that opens up the door for a lot. I don't even want to go there, man. I don't even want to go there, okay? There was another comment below Adams. It was from Nathan, and he says, everyone sleeps on Mikheyev because he was injured last season. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, I don't know if I don't know if you and I are sleeping on Mikheyev because I think we've talked about how A, he proved us wrong because at the time of his signing, uh, you and I on the other uh, on the other show, the morning practice, we were kind of pissed off because it kind of seemed as if the Canucks were doing the same thing, you know, landing the biggest fish on a team that continues to be a bottom dweller. doesn't make a lot of sense. We were kind of pessimistic slash negative about his arrival to Vancouver. And then last season when he did play, he was he was Good. He was really good. And then we found out he was doing this on one and a half knees. So I think there's a lot of a lot of room here for Mikheyev to not prove us wrong because you and I are neutral now, but to exceed expectations going into next season. Yeah, and, and I almost think, you know, Mikheyev might be a bit overrated rather than people sleeping on him, to be honest with well, you. I mean, he put up the points last season. He's got the big salary. Probably had some inflated. He had definitely had an inflated shooting percentage um, playing with Pedersen. So... And he's coming off, you know, a major knee injury. So I think there's a lot of risk with Mikhaev too. And I think that's probably the thing that's not talked about uh, compared to people sleeping on it. I think people, wow, I think the risk dude. is what people aren't really talking about here. Wow. Dude, Trevor, man. Stop that, I went back dude. to being the dark guy there. My you, bad. You're the bad. darkest guy on the program, man. Let us know in the comments below. Okay, look at us if you're on YouTube. Who's the darkest guy on the program? 
Exactly. Trevor Beggs, man. Okay, more comments. We got to do it, okay? Uh, Shiraz, this is the dude who watches uh, the show with his with his child, okay? This 10-year-old kid. And Begsy, you kept dropping the word sexy on our last episode of Locked on Canucks. And that was because... Woo! That was because we talked about the lineups, okay? It was the line combination special. Trevor Beggs went sexy with it. Went fire with it. And he made predictions. A lot of predictions. Ooh. Who, who did you have on the top line again? With Depth Kuzmenko? Of the episode. I can't remember. Oh, man. And how about Hoaglander and Pot Coles and playing with who? Again, check out the episode. Anyways, Shiraz did say that instead of using sexy, his, ki- his kid recommended we use the word fire. All right? And he did also mention how we shouldn't be using the F word, okay? Not, not in my vocabulary. I got two it's, young kids, you know? Dude, it's it's tough out here for me, man. If you, if you know me or know anything about everything that we've been doing in this studio, dude, I talk a lot. I talk a lot of beep, all right? I upload new episodes every tomorrow on my network, and a lot of swear words fly. Then I got to cross over to this side and tame it down a bit. And I think I have been. I'm pretty proud of myself. We we, we, we record, what, almost every day, and the, the swear words have reduced. And... uh yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the F word, uh, but I do really appreciate the honesty from Shiraz for real. To let us know that the insight he's watching the show with his kid, dude. Trevor, we made it, bro. We made it, man. Like I said we we're we're living a blessed life, man. Uh, you know, getting paid the big bucks here on Locked On Canucks <laughs> to uh, to give it to you listening right now. So it's uh, it's a privilege and it's an honor, and we're gonna keep doing it until they tell us not to do it. Okay, your team every day for eternity. For eternity, okay? And before I leave and let Begsy sign us out like he does always, I got to say this, okay? We didn't mention it once during the program. And it's pretty it's pretty clear that Begsy and I don't give a beep, all right? Don't give a fat beep. Don't give a, don't give a fat, I don't even know what to say in replace of the F word. But the assistant general manager, one of them for the Vancouver Canucks, moves on to Toronto, you know what, a month, uh, five weeks after the draft, uh, I don't know the math. Maybe a couple weeks after the draft, and it's uh, it could be alarming, blah blah blah. But we don't care, okay? Come on, man, we don't care. You know why we don't care too? I think it's pretty honest. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty clear, I should say, that this year, even though with all the shenanigans and all all the things that Aquiluni has done to us over the years, and the whole bending ordeal and our distrust in whatever the Canucks do with their management and coaching staff, blah blah blah. This year, it's about the players, and we're holding the players accountable. We are, that's the, that's the thing. It's the truth, right, Begsy? Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. I said, there's, well, there's been ma- major changes, right? You know, third coach and like yeah. what, less than two years, uh, overhaul at, uh, front office. I mean, Dude. it's, it's on the players now. Dude, it's, it's on, on the, the players. players, man. I don't want to, I don't want to hear this. Uh, the, we don't got the time for that, man. Demko, Hughes, Pedersen and company, they got to prove that they, they, they're not only going to be good hockey players, but they figured out how to win games for real. Also, this this opening that's actually closed. Rutherford said that he doesn't want to bring anyone else in. Else in, they got a lot of hockey minds up there. It's all good. If they do want to open it up, there's only one guy. Okay, it's Clay, dude. Canuck Clay, let's not Canucks Clay. Go. It's Canuck Clay. If you guys need a new AGM, let's get Canuck Clay in there. Begsy, that was another episode of Locked On Canucks. Your team every day, sort of, kind of, not really. Uh, right now, we're only doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, we'll be back to full time sometime in September. Anywho, Begsy, sign us out. 
Hey, well, again, only three days a week, but uh, hopefully we're, we're in your heart seven days a week. But for now, shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. And then if this is your first time listening, welcome to the Locked On Canucks family, baby. Okay. You know, the next episode, I think we're going to talk a little Philip Peronik, okay? The most important man on the Canucks next season. Ooh. How good can he be? What's the ceiling? What's the floor? All Ooh. that good stuff. Also want to talk a, bit, a little bit about Teddy Bluger, okay? You know, we did the deep dive on Cole and Susie. Got to do a bit of a deep dive on Bluger as well. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Cal Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. <laughs>